views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Welcome to Transformation Talk Radio. Um... I got to tell you about this upcoming show and uh, an introduction to a woman that many of you may have heard about and many of you may not have heard about. Uh, I found Melanie Tanya Evans a number of years ago in my own personal journey, my own struggle to understand narcissistic abuse. Now, you would think that somebody that's got my education and credentials knows enough about this. Here's what I want to say to all of you out there today in the world that's even venturing down the road of psychology. You have to ask the school you're going to if they're even beginning to address the issue in the world of psychology. But here's what I discovered. None of the degrees, none of the education, none of the years in school could have prepared me for what was happening to me in my life and to those around me. But one day I decided to get on Google and I decided to Google narcissistic abuse. And what did I find? Not much and yet everything. I found a woman that had taken the conversation on, that had reached out to people that were in the grip of narcissistic abuse, control, and you name it. But this was different. My introduction to Melanie was somebody that was so heart-centered, that was sharing from her own perspective that was reaching out and more than just capturing stories was saying to folks, and I got to say, especially to women was saying, follow this guide. I put this guide together. This is what I learned in my own personal journey. This is what I learned about how to be vulnerable, how to be able to come out and even admit that where you are in your life, where you've been, has been this place that seems so out of control, that seemed like you'd never be able to come back, and I want to help you. And so I downloaded as much as I could from her site. I looked at what she said to do, what she said to not do, and what I discovered was Not only was she so right on, but what she was sharing and how she was sharing it with the world. Now, we know today is that her work was so far ahead of the rest of the world and still is today because you can't take a person down a pathway that you have not gone down yourself. None of us can. Today, I'm honored and I'm thrilled to have all of you meet someone I consider a friend, a colleague, a pioneer, fabulous radio host, somebody that's beyond courageous when it comes to stepping out 
and taking on the narcissistic, my words, community. Melanie Tonya Evans, the book is You Can Thrive After Narcissistic Abuse. It is a must read for anyone out there that even remotely thinks that this is their life involvement. Melanie, it's great to have you. Dr. Pat, I am overwhelmed by your introduction. Thank you so much for your beautiful words. I'm honored to be here too. Look, I want to fast, I want to go back. And uh, the book, by the way, congratulations on a fabulous book. I mean, you. Uh, you probably, I probably crashed your website back then because I was downloading <laughs> and copying everything I could get my hands on. I want to ask you, what was it about you and your life where you decided, I'm not going to hide anymore. I've got to come out. I've got to tell the story. I've got to call this what it is. What was it for you that made you take that bold move? And then what obstacles did you run into in doing so? Yeah, they're great questions, Dr. Pat. Well, I came out, well, first of all, my my recovery was a necessity because I wasn't going to be alive if I didn't find a real way to recover because there was really nothing about that was going to help where I was in a complete psychotic adrenal breakdown. I was told that I would need antipsychotics for the rest of my life, that I would never recover and I could only hopefully manage my symptoms. And at that point in my life, I didn't want to live. I thought life was completely over. And I was fortunate enough to have an incredible breakdown epiphany moment where I realised that this was actually all about the narcissist had brought up into my consciousness the wounds that I'd never truly faced or found a way to heal, that I'd only been managing uh, pretty unsuccessfully. Mm. And it, it brought on this radical 100% personal responsibility, which is the thriver model of healing from the inside out. And it took a while before I found the super tools to be able to effectively do it which, you know, we can talk about today and I talk about in my yeah. book. And when I came out the other end, I was incredibly inspired about seeing very, very clearly how our old paradigms about just trying to manage our inner trauma wounds uh, while they were eating us alive but never fully resolving them how ineffectual that was and why there were so many people in the abuse recovery community who were not recovering. And in fact, uh, despite all the information and understandings that they could have about toxic people and narcissists, were not getting better. They were actually yeah. getting worse over time. So I was uh, and at first, it was a little bit for me, it was, uh, I, I just had all of this enthusiasm about, oh my goodness, this is a revolutionary way to heal <laughs> that I really did want to share it and, and you know, sing it out from the rooftops. And, and in the early days, it was really, really tough going because people were uh, understandably very entrenched in their victimhood, very entrenched in pointing the finger at pathological and abusive people and, and blaming and shaming, which I totally understand because I used to be there. Mm. So uh, this movement at first had a lot of resistance, but uh, the scales tipped and I think what happened is enough people started They'd got to the point where they had to try something because the old paradigm wasn't working and they turned inwards and self-partnered and start following my processes and had very fast relief. And so many of them are thriving even beyond where they used to be. And, and then it picked up momentum. You know, I, I, I want to, I'm going to go ahead and even skip the break. I may decide to skip all the breaks today. Um, because one of the things that I want to get to is what I discovered after finding you, and that is that there is such a thing as narcissistic abuse. It really is. Uh, and yet, when I discovered it, until I 
literally tried to absorb every bit of healing resources, everything you had. I didn't quite understand it until then. But I want to talk about what you learned about it, what you what you so beautifully pointed out in the book. But then you also do something else. And you say, look, if my explanation of this is not enough, let me give you five signs. I'd like to go over that with you as well. Because narcissistic abuse is so horribly painful. Mm. And yet, it's so hard for people to actually seek out help. What is narcissistic abuse? And please, let's talk about the five signs. Mm, Okay. So, you know, look, narcissistic abuse is so much about, well, it is, it's about somebody that has got their own unhealed trauma. They're a person that's not a self-partnered person. They're a person that's sourcing significance through their ego. And it is somebody who is not taking responsibility. It's somebody that you know, we call it damned if you do and damned if you don't. So yeah. with you, if you're with a narcissist, what you're going to find is that, uh, you know, at first uh, in a relationship, since you, since you might be love-bombed and this person seems to adore you and uh, you're seen and you're met and you, you feel like, oh, my gosh, this is my true soulmate. But then over time and the cracks appear and this person will start finding fault with you and they're criticising you. So whatever you're doing, it's it's not enough or it's not good enough. And this person will um, take umbrage on a hairline trigger so they get bent out of shape that normal adults don't get upset about things. Mm-hmm. You'll find that they don't take responsibility. It's very hard to get a genuine sorry. In fact, you're not going to get a genuine apology. This person lacks empathy. So they've got a very poor peripheral of how their behaviour affects other people. And this can be insidious, it can be gradual, because you had this perfect person that you thought, uh, you know, look, in the case of a parent or a family member, this is somebody who should be loving you and caring for you and wanting you, and at times they're acting like that, but it's genuinely, generally so they get something. It's agenda-based or when they think that they're finally going to lose you and they don't want to lose you, which is all about them and what they're getting, it's not actually because they love you or they care about you, Mm. then, you know, they can start being a nice person again. So there is this constant, I call it the cycle of violence, and really what it is is that when you're with a narcissist, you go through periods when they're high on narcissistic supply, which means they're getting fed the significance and attention that their false self needs. This person can be delightful. They can be a really lovely person. Then when they're going through an ego uh, injury, which means that the false self is not being fed what it requires to feel like it exists and it's significant, it's important then narcissists start feeling angry, uh, depressed, blaming their uh, poor emotions or the things that go wrong with their life are always somebody else's fault and they're going to kick the cat. So what they're going to do is project those wounds, though that emptiness, that gnawing pain inside that they don't turn inwards to face and heal, it is your fault So they're going to line you up and they're going to blame you and they're going to get stuck into you. Narcissists are also pathological liars. They lie. A false self lies. It's that simple. They all lie. So you'll start finding that out, that this person can lie about small and big things. They can lie about things that aren't even necessary to lie about. And a narcissist can look you straight in the eyes and lie to you. And quite sadly, they often believe their own lies. So narcissists will also uh, position people against you. They will smear you to get supply from other people. It's like, well, they'll be saying, I'm with this crazy person. I'm with this angry person. I'm with this person who abuses me and treats me badly. 
So they will start isolating you and trying to get people positioned against you. The way they argue, there's 21 different defence mechanisms that a narcissism narcissist will use in an argument with you, but to just cut, to cut straight to the chase, you will feel like you're arguing with an angry five-year-old mm-hmm. where the basic points of humanity, decency, are twisted and turned so much, you're going to feel like you're going insane. And then with a narcissist, you get hooked in. You want them to get it, the basic fundaments that really any 10-year-old should understand, let alone an adult, the basic fundaments of decency. And you will be going over and over and over the same things. You might think eventually you've had a breakthrough with this person. And then what happens is down the track, they completely discredit that apparent understanding and you think, I'm back at square one again. Yeah. You think you've lost your mind. You really do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, isn't that a compound effect, though, of the cycle? Because first of all, you know, you're in a situation where you can't really see it coming. I mean, it doesn't work that way. You know, it doesn't work uh, the same, quite the same as being in a relationship where your dad comes home drunk and he pounds on the table. Uh, that's not a pleasant situation. And and it's almost as if if that were to happen, you'd be much more aware that you're in the middle of something. This really happens, my term, not yours, more seductively. Uh, oh, yeah. And by the time you realize gee, I am not feeling good about myself, you're way in, aren't you? I totally agree. It is by stealth. I love your word seductively because there's lots of seductive things that go on with it. And I think it really starts for us where we have this feeling inside of ourselves, oh, something's not right here. But then what happens is rather than us being connected enough to our inner being and those messages and really showing up questioning or laying boundaries, we rationalise it away. Oh, that look was a bit weird. No, it was nothing. Oh, I saw him really checking out those women. Yeah, but they were really good looking. Why wouldn't he have done that? Or he gave me that funny look when a girlfriend rang and I said, bye, hun you know, something endearing to her and he gave me this funny, angry look. Oh, maybe something else is on his mind. So um, we all get those inner feelings of, oh, that was all we may have even had. This happens a lot. People from the narcissist's past, even their family will say, yeah, but he or she was like this and they lied about that and you know, that's actually not the truth Mm -hmm. or we could have exes showing up and, you know, and then he will say or she will say, yeah, but that person was crazy. So we dismiss it because we're believing what we want to believe. Well, I think part of this too, and you, so for those of you just tuning in, uh, I got to tell you my very special guest here, fabulous, fabulous, amazing, what I like to call motivational healer has taken a book to a whole new level. Melanie Tanya Evans, you can thrive after narcissistic abuse. And as I said earlier in the show, I have been watching, following, tuning in to the number one system for recovering from toxic relationships. And this is groundbreaking for all of you out there. One of the things too, before we go ahead, I want to know how can people get a copy of the book And how can they find out more about you? So let's make sure we're giving people that information. Okay. So, well, you can find out about me at MelanieToniaEvans.com. And the book, you can go to YouCanThriveBook.com. All the details are there. Perfect. Uh, Okay. You notice how I say your name with my New York accent, right? Um, <laughs> so here we Tonya, are, right? Tonya, Tonya, it's all so, the same. Tonya. Well, Doesn't ta- matter. So, yeah, yeah, so I, apo- I have to apologize. O- Listen, I apologize no, in advance. Right? Uh, <laughs> here we are. This is the thing that I discovered on the way of going through this myself. 
we hit the pause button. We realize we're in the middle of it. And then we say, how did I attract this? Now we start a whole new guilt cycle. Now we are going through and we're in the middle of it. We are not well ourselves. This is so powerfully wounding. It, it, and it doesn't, it doesn't need to happen overnight either. People think, wow, let's wake up and there I am. This is something that could take some time. It's a little dance. It's a big dance. And then the realization happens. And it's like, how did I do this to myself? But you go through beautifully and you explain why we attract narcissists. You also then go on to talk about the fact that this realization is the pathway to healing and thriving. So what are you what have you been saying to the many men and women men, women mostly I guess that you've been talking with to explain this attraction so that we just don't keep beating ourselves up here. Oh gosh, and you're right Pat because our old paradigm is saying that oh my god, I've attracted this, this must be my fault, I must have asked for this. And we're still caught in that blame cycle. So we may have stopped blaming them and handing our power away in that way, which is like, well, you need to be this and you need to be that and you're doing this to me and you're doing that to me. You know, that's our victim cycle where we stay hooked up to somebody and we could turn inwards and say, well, okay, well, this has got to be my stuff and why am I here and how did I do this to myself and all that stuff. But when we do the Thriver model, the Thriver model is, it's a very spiritual model. It's a very soul psychology model. And it's a very powerful model where we can take our power back. And how we do that is we say that everything without exception in our life is happening for us and not to us. And that can be really tough at the start to grasp that. When I had my breakdown epiphany moment, these were the understandings that I had in split second in such clarity that there was no missing it. And that's how the Thriver Movement was born. And for the first time in my life, I realized that all of these unmet, unhealed parts in myself where I'd been trying to get love, approval, security and survival from outside of myself as my normal, I didn't know any different was the reason why I'd been attaching to a false self, false selves that would turn up into my life and say, well, you know, here is the love, approval, survival and security so you can finally feel whole. So Mm. in reality, I was still a wounded child in an adult's body trying to get wholeness rather than healing the fractures that have been from my childhood, that have been epigenetic, mm-hmm. yeah. which means that my mother had carried these fractures. You know, my father had shown up in a lot of ways that had been very painful, which were a continuation of my cycles with men. And it's really the human experience. You know, I could speak about women and men separately, um, and we do work with a lot of men in the community for any men that are listening. But for women, I want to go into this because it's a very simple thing to understand that if we go back a generation or two, women, if we didn't have a man, even in civilised societies, we didn't have rights, we didn't have money, we might not have had property. Right. We were on our own. We either had to go into factories or prostitution to try to survive. I know in Melbourne in the 1800s where I live, women, single women that were discarded by men or got pregnant as single women were putting their babies in the Yarra because they couldn't afford to feed them and drowning them. Now, this is not long ago. So in all of our DNA, which I love, our epigenetic neuroscientists, Bruce Lipton, uh, Joe Dispenza, Candace Pert, who's now deceased, um, Bessel van Colt, incredible people are now doing the studies to realise that this stuff is in our DNA. I've met women like myself who were very successful and could make money But when we lost a man or didn't have a man, we felt like we were going to die. So 
what this is, is the narcissistic abuse experience. Narcissists are uncannily, eerily, incredibly accurate at finding your deepest insecurities, showing up as appearing to be the saviour of them. So you feel like a person in an oasis, in a desert who found the oasis. That's the powerful love bombing connection. Then what happens is this person is not the saviour of those gaps within you, those wounds. They're actually the messenger because they will start using those gaps and those wounds to smash you with, to pull the rug out from underneath you. So for myself, as an example that I know a lot of people can relate to, I had a huge wound of abandonment because as a three-year-old, I had an abusive experience happen to me. My mother and father were totally unavailable and I had an inner cataclysmic emotion as a three-year-old that created beliefs such as the people who love me abandon me and leave me to die. Mm-hmm. Now, what happened was when narcissists would come into my life, they would appear super present. I will never leave you. I'll protect you. I'll look after you. I will never let anybody hurt you. Then what would happen is after I was hooked, love bombed, completely let them into my life, my purse, my properties, my soul, my sexuality, where they could just take, 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 take and bleed me dry. When they'd hook that up, then what they would do would randomly abandon me. So they would leave and I would regress back to that three-year-old little girl who would be clinging onto their legs, hyperventilating and vomiting while they were walking out the door. I would be that three-year-old little girl who would be texting 60 times with the phone turned off. And here I am, an intelligent successful woman who every other area of my life worked, every area. And yet here I was going, why am I doing this? How did I end up like this? Yeah. And it wasn't until Mm. this is the for you stuff. I went in and healed that wound. That part of yourself. Absolutely. And that was the Thriver model that I realised in my breakdown that I was never going to stop being in complicated post-traumatic stress disorder, agoraphobia, this incredible breakdown, everything that was disintegrating within me. That was so fully activated. I thought I was dying. And I know but we that is what feel it feels like, like It does feel we, like it. And I, don't absolutely. you think, though, Melanie, don't you think that parts of us do die? I, I want to read this from your book. Uh, And the book, by the way, if you're just tuning in, is You Could Thrive After Narcissistic Abuse. Melanie, Tonya Evans joining me here today. Here, look at this. So one of the pages I grabbed, which leads the pathway to the thriver way to heal. You say this, narcissistic abuse is the absolutely traumatic make or break experience that occurs when we try to generate our inner missing pieces through others. We thought the narcissist was the healer of our wounds, but they weren't. They were the messenger instead. After narcissistic abuse, life can no longer go on as normal. We have hit rock bottom, and now is the time to dissolve or evolve. That is probably the most powerful call to action in this arena that I've heard. So clear, so crisp. But you see, you don't stop there. The rest of the book and the whole dialogue is, now let me share what I've learned. If you want to thrive now, this is what I want to share with you. And so let's talk about how you're recognizing in the book what you just said. Abuse in this particular arena, when we're talking about narcissistic abuse, narcissistic abuse show up, it shows up in many forms. You know, you mentioned some before, but as I go through and I, I read this, I think one of the things that you've done that up until the point of you doing it, no one was doing it, is you are telling women all over the world you are not alone. 
And I think that's still one of the boldest messages that needs to reach women today because we've now moved beyond, you know, relationships between men and women. We now have a whole nother arena that literally is not getting addressed between same-sex couples. But isn't this it now? Isn't this idea of helping people rise up because the feeling of loneliness when you're in the middle of it, it mm. is indescribable and you become, ir- you become unrecognizable, not only to yourself, but the people around you. Absolutely. And you hide out and you're in so much shame. And also, too, it's tough because people look at you as if you're crazy. The (laughs) things you share with them are crazy. My mother used to say, this is like a bad novel when she finally got it you know, Mm. and realise what was happening because she's like, this is like a bad novel because nobody would even believe it. Right. But even in your mom's case, you call it in the book, trauma bonded to narcissist. Trauma bonded. Wow. That That is like super glue. Oh, it is. Oh, and you don't know it. The worst. No, and the shock in trauma bonding is somebody is abusing you so horrifically, yet you're clinging to them for your salvation. Terrific. Let's take a short break. I want to make sure you all know you can thrive after narcissistic abuse. Melanie Tanya Evans provided me with more insightful information during my time of this than I can even begin to imagine. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how you can thrive. But remember, the vital number one thing to do is no contact. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Laura Richer, host of On The Verge Radio. Sometimes you hear encouraging messages like transform your life now, become empowered, create the life you crave, and it all seems overwhelming and you're not sure where to start. I'm here to tell you that self-improvement is not always fun and easy, but it is always worth it. The path to creating positive changes begins with releasing the things that have been holding you back. Then you can create a life that inspires you. I know this because I've done it. You can find out more about what I do by visiting my website, seattlehealinghypnosis.com. I look forward to supporting you on your journey. Tap into the wisdom of animals, angels, and masters with Darcy Pariso on Animal Soul Wisdom Radio. Tune in monthly as Darcy brings insights on how to better understand and deepen our relationships with animals. Working with light and pureness of ancient techniques, Darcy, healer, animal communicator, and medium is here to guide you through this process and provide inspiration to move forward. For more information about working with Darcy, visit DarcyPariso.com. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. I am so thrilled to be talking to all of you. We have got talk radio for all of us. Are you ready and willing and able to accept all of the abundance you can muster up in your life? Check us out at drpatshow.com, transformationtalkradio.com, transformationradio.fm. Oh my goodness. If you're dealing with fear and anxiety, you've probably noticed that the more you fight these emotions, the stronger they seem to get. Dr. Friedemann Schaub, the author of The Fear and Anxiety Solution, explains that instead of suppressing, we need to identify and resolve the deeper, subconscious root causes of fear and anxiety. His personal breakthrough program has helped thousands worldwide to overcome their emotional challenges. To learn more, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com and schedule your free consultation with Dr. Schaub now. Join Jennifer Noel Taylor on the hit show, Quantum Touch Radio, supercharging your life on TransformationTalkRadio.com. You'll take a quantum journey as we reveal powerful yet simple steps to create more abundance, better health, emotional and mental vibrancy, and happier relationships using universal quantum touch principles. For more information, visit JenniferNoelTaylor.com. 
Do you believe you are meant to live with more joy, but you're just not sure how to get it? What does the phrase, give me the joy, make you feel? Join me, Lynn Horde, every second and fourth Thursday, 9am Pacific, 12pm Eastern, on the Gimme the Joy Show, as I take you on a journey to peel back the layers so you can take back your joy. To find out more about my work as the Joy Coach, including my popular programs, Joy School and Joy at Work, visit lynnhorde.com. everybody. Welcome back. Yep. As I said before, Melanie Tonya Evans joining me here today. Please go to her website, MelanieTonyaEvans.com, but go on YouTube, Melanie Tonya Evans, 90,000 subscribers. The book is fabulous. Welcome back, everyone. I want to ask you about this because uh, I want to talk about the vital first step to thriving. One of the things I was really struck by when I first met you and finally did get to talk with you was the first vital step to thriving. Because, you know, in a lot of programs, a lot of 12-step programs, they give you the 12 steps and they often talk about the first step and how hard it is the first step. The step that I have discovered through you is so Mm -hmm. essential. And I got to tell you, whoa. It is life-changing, and boy, you got to be all in on it. Let's talk about the way you describe the vital first step to thriving. (laughs) Mm, No contact. No contact! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and and then people go, well, how can we do that? Because, you know, I might have kids or property or whatever. Okay, so it's either no contact or very, very strict modified contact. Right. And people need to know Supervised that. contact. That's right. And there's even been people that have still been living in the same house while they're yeah. planning, you know, the next step who've gone very strict modified contact. So fundamentally what no contact, if you can do it, do it. No contact means no contact. So it means blocking every device. It means uh, blocking Facebook. It's also no contact with yourself, no checking up, no ringing people who know them, no looking up their social media profiles. And what happens, because we've been stuck in a very severe peptide addiction cycle, and look, that's involved, it's all in the book, but really what happens is we are as physiologically uh, hooked and addicted to a narcissist as the greatest synthetic drugs you could imagine. So what happens is when you go no contact with the person who's been supplying your peptide addiction, you will literally be in withdrawal in a horrific way. So we have to use no contact as turning within, self-partnering and finding an effective way to do all the self-inquiry and all the self-healing to release the trauma from ourselves that the narcissist has activated because that's what's keeping us trauma-bonded. Once we do that, we can actually really quite quickly start dissolving the urge, the addiction, the desire to get accountability, the desire to try to get remorse, the, the desire to try to get justice, all those horrible things that keep us in the game. And, of course, the missing, you know, I've had people and I did it myself until I got to the original wounds and healed them. It feels like you are so in love with this person and you're meant to be with them and you even have a soul contract to help fix them. The bonding is incredible. So you've got now if you're still in contact This person is still messing with you, psychically infiltrating you, and you are still hooked up emotionally, physiologically to them in a horrific way. It's like somebody getting off heroin and they keep going and having a hit every now and then. You're not going to get better if you do that. That's how serious this is. Yeah. Actually, I read an article that had come out shortly after you and I spoke a number of years ago, and the article talked about the fact that this form of, and they did refer to it as addiction, is mm. more addicting than being addicting to heroin. 
And part of the I've reason I've had is, heroin addicts, Dr. Pat, that have told me that it's right. ten times harder yep. to yep. get off a get off a narcissist than heroin. Yeah. yeah. Because heroin is, in effect, it is a benign substance when it comes to how you inject it in your body. You have to really make a conscious decision, I'm going to continue to be an addict. And of course, then you have people to supply it. One of the things that I want to talk about, though, is some of the misconceptions we have about how to end this. And there are a couple you point out into your book. And this, for me, this is so true. One is that we are so powerful and strong to do this that we can just suck it up and do it alone. But yet we're battling with hanging on to hope, as you say in your book, but also underestimating the, the, the length by which a narcissist will go through, go to, to keep you. Oh, yeah. Right? Absolutely. Bullying, yeah. you name it. Mm, it's, it's very, very true because, well, it's not until you go through it that you understand what can actually go down. It's things that will make your head spin because the thing is a narcissist is a false self that's agenda-based, which is one of two things. It's either getting narcissistic supply, claim and significance, and you being devastated is a great supply. It -hmm. makes narcissists feel very significant and important. Uh, There are narcissists that have actually bragged about uh, sending people to suicide because that's a great significance. It's sad. It's very sad. So getting supply is very, very important. Also, once the narcissist's false self isn't appeased adequately, then the narcissist can seek to annihilate uh, in the form of punishment the person that is no longer um, feeding them the right supply. So it's very, very helpful to be in with a community and experts who really know uh, what's coming. And in our community, we're very, very good at that, being able to say, okay, this is coming next, this is coming next, this is coming next, because it's a pretty standard formula. And this is what you need to do. Because I did it initially before my breakdown breakthrough. I did it all the wrong way. All the things would have been very, very different if I knew and had the tools that I have now. But the great thing about it is, is that I've been able to work it out and work with uh, thousands of people over the last 10 years to be able to really work out what we need to do. And what's Mm -hmm. great in our community is we're having so many people get unprecedented custody and uh, property yeah. settlements and all sorts of things because yeah. they know what to do, how to dismantle a false mm-hmm. self. You yeah. can do it if you know what you're doing. Well, and this is what you lay out so beautifully in the book. And let's talk about that now. You know, the first step is the first step, but it's really clear to me and your experience and what you've helped countless people with is that this is a process. And the process includes being in the outer world, but being within, you know, looking at your emotions and feeling them safely. And so one of the things that I think that happens with folks is we, you know, there is the, there is this inside conflict and confusion. What end is up? What end is down? Is this what I'm really feeling you know, I, I don't can't stand the abuse, but I can't stand the loneliness. And you really work with people to tap into what you call the healing key in many, many ways, but also not to shy away from the experience. Take us through a few of the things that you put in this fabulous book to help people heal. The number one thing, Dr. Pat, is about meeting our inner being and self-partnering. You cannot, what I've learned and discovered, and I've seen with countless others now, is that we cannot heal what we're not prepared to feel. And we've been taught to disconnect 
all of us have been taught to not feel our feelings, not meet them, not heal ourselves back to wholeness, but to seek things, to self-medicate them and numb them out with. In other words, to keep running from ourselves where these inner traumas accumulate, they rage inside us, they create all sorts of things, anxiety and depression, Once a narcissist comes into our life, we end up with things like agoraphobia, post-traumatic stress disorder, fibromyalgia, um, a lot of Crohn's disease and things like that get triggered off within people. And complicated post-traumatic stress disorder is one of the big ones. So people just think, well, this is because I've been traumatised from the outside, whereas I promise everybody who's listening that complicated post-traumatic stress disorder is because we are not self-partnered and we're not Mm. going to our inner being and showing up as the only person as an adult that our inner being needs to create a template for the rest of our life. Because Mm -hmm. once we're at one and we're self-partnered and we're a source to ourselves, well, then what happens, it's like we become a healthy person who no longer eats junk food. We're not interested in false selves. Right. We're, we're absolutely prepared to lose it all, get it all. We're prepared to show up in experiences and if something doesn't feel right, we'll call it. We'll have the difficult conversations. We'll lay boundaries. We'll ask for our needs to be met. And if somebody doesn't have the resources or turns it into a three-ring circus or all about themselves or starts being abusive, we go, yuck, that's junk food. Okay, thank you, but no thanks. I'll let you go have your life and I'm going to stay aligned with the life that's true for me because we're already full. We're already at one. And then our life starts shaping, reflecting back to us more of so within, so without. So the whole Thriver model is we say rather than look at the billions of people out there and situations and try and fix and change them, which is what this intense focus on narcissists is. Oh, my God, I've got to know everything about them so I can pick one, so I know when I'm going to meet one, so, you know, blah, 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 because all of that is not the turning inwards to become our own generative source. The Thriver model, and it's been difficult at first, it's really scary because you go, oh, my God, my inner trauma, if I meet that, it's like I'm going to be in a war scene in Beirut. Like, it's going to take me out. I'm I'm going to go catatonic. I can't face my wounds. We've all been taught that. But when we actually have a quantum tool, which is what quantum freedom healing is, and it's the tool that saved me, nothing else would have, when we can turn inwards and we have a way to actually load up trauma from our cells, from our DNA, from our, from inside our skin, from in our being, and we can release it and make space to bring in our higher consciousness, our higher self, life force, this stream of well-being that just is when we get ourselves out of the way, our traumas. We start healing what we were never going to heal with our logical mind and information alone because it just doesn't have the power to do it. Exactly. But there are a couple of things uh, here. And first of all, let me thank you for not only being who you are and doing what you do, but writing a phenomenal book. And what I mean by that is, you know, you've taken your own life's journey, your personal experience, but you've put it together in a beautiful model and a blueprint that will take people from the bowels of absolute, painfully horrific day-to-day living out to a pathway of freedom that is absolutely not in the vision that they see for themselves when they're in the middle of this. And your book does that, so does your work. And I want to thank you for that. Um, Also, people should know how they can get the book again, Melanie. And also, can you tell them about your radio show, please? Mm. Well, I've actually moved over. I'll start with that. I've moved over to YouTube. So we're actually having, you can access all radio shows, but if you go to Melanie Tony Evans YouTube, you'll see that's where so much of my information is now and it goes to a blog and transcripts, but you'll get everything that you can download there and see my videos and listen to them. There's, there's so many there. 
So do that. Uh, my book, which is You Can Thrive Book, all the one word, youcanthrivebook.com. And my uh, my work and my, my free resources that you can come into in a 16-day free course and a workshop with me where you get to experience quantum freedom healing, which I can't recommend enough. It is such a super tool to heal. You can find that at melanietoniaevans.com. Wow. I have one last question and I have to ask you this because it is so important in the show that we do. What's your personal message, Melanie? What would you like to leave all of us with today? And thank you again. Oh, Pat, you know, and every time I say this, I feel like tearing up because, <laughs> you know, it's so uh, my previous life. I just, and, and I know I want to reach out with every cell in my body, in my heart to everybody out there because I've been there. I know what it's like. You may think that your life is over, that there is no way out, you've lost too much, you're too old, you've lost everything and you think there's no hope. And I just want you to know myself and thousands of others in that place are now living the most incredible life, the only one that was ever truly going to gratify you with the most incredible people and loves in our life and I can't even begin to tell you what's on the other side of this if you do the work. And, and let me tell you, we're not kidding when we talk about thousands. Go to her YouTube channel. Yeah, uh, really looking at close to 90,000 people just there. Melanie, thank you so much. Thank you, Pat. It's been a joy. Wow. Okay, everyone, this is a must-read book. Even if you don't believe this is you, but you have a sense of that feeling inside, that constant gnawing about not being enough and looking at your relationship and not feeling the joy that you deserve, this book is for you. All right, everyone. Uh, we'll take a short one. Stay tuned for more on Transformation Talk Radio. Seating audio was via a Skype call.